Hosea chapter 6, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. Hosea chapter 6 and verse number 1. Hosea chapter 6 and verse number 1. <laughs> so many pages still being turned. Uh, it's one of those books we don't go to very often. It's after the book of Daniel, right after the book of Daniel. So we're a little more familiar with where Daniel is. And Now, I did it right before I stepped up because I, I knew that was the book I was in and I, you know, and then when you're up here and it's time to time to preach, I you know I'm already nervous standing in front of people. So then your brain locks up, and I'm like Hosea, Hosea, where's Hosea? Genesis, Exodus, Genesis, Numbers, Joshua. All right, we got it. Hosea chapter six, verse number one. Now we got it. <laughs> Stop it. Come and let us return unto the Lord. And I want you to please, please look at this. For He hath what? And sometimes the Lord does that. Israel is under God's judgment. And He hath torn them. For he hath torn, and he will what? He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days will he revive us. In the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. and He shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would please speak to hearts this evening and help as we study again what is revival. Lord, I pray that you would speak to hearts and, and do the work that only you can do. I, Lord, I need you. Your people need you. I, I cannot do this. It must be by your power and by your hand. Lord, please prepare us for revival. We pray this as we ask it in Jesus' name. And amen. You can be seated. We're going to look at two different passages in the book of Hosea concerning the term revive or revival. We've been looking at, over the past few weeks, what is revival in the Word of God. Sometimes we see revival as us getting right with God. And that is one of the stages or steps of revival. It's one of the parts of revival. But when we study the word revive 
or revival throughout the scripture. We see that different things are happening when God speaks of how He makes things new again, how He makes them alive again. As I studied this one out, something became so interesting to me. That when we think of revival, we do often think of the songs, the services, the the preaching, the the messages, the, the influence of that revival upon us and how it brought us to our knees to be comforted or how it brought us to our knees to to be made new again in some way that we had been away from God. Man, that collar is getting tighter all the time. Um, Something must be happening to my neck. We, We think of revival as that time when we all kneel down before the Lord and get things right with Him that have been wrong. And it is that. But there is a a part of reviving that only God can do and that He desires to do in all of those who have been wayward. It actually happens at the moment that we get right with Him. If not at that moment, then certainly in the future as we take steps to get right with Him. But it's something that sometimes I believe we miss. We see revival as getting right with God, but revival also involves more than that. It's not only what decisions we make to get right with Him, but it's also what God does with us if we allow Him to after we get right with Him. He revives us. Did you know that it was entirely possible to be under the judgment of God and also to still be under the love of God. And did you know that as He loves us, He chastens us, and that after He chastens us, the Bible gives us a clear example of what He wants to do after He hath what? Torn. Do you see that? Now make no mistake about it. When we get away from God, There will be times when God's mercy will not be shown, but rather He will allow judgment in our lives. He will chastise us and allow the things that we have brought into our lives or the sins that we have committed against Him to have judgment in our lives. But something that is often forgotten is that after we have sinned against God, that God so much longs to have a restoration time, a reviving time, if you will only come back to Him, that His desire is not to always and only judge you, but rather to have you restored unto Him, and for you to have a new life in Him, and for you to be revived after the tearing. For you to have a new chance after the chastisement. For you to be healed after He hath smitten. Do you see it in verse number 1? Come, and let us return unto the Lord. For He hath, what? And He will. You will not get away with your sin forever. God is long-suffering. God is patient. And we 
we don't ever get everything that we deserve in Him. I certainly don't. And I hope you know when I say that, it's, I'm not living in deep, wicked sin. I'm just saying as a Christian, we, we all disappoint Him. We all sin against Him. We, I don't get what I deserve. But there are times when God says, you're going to deal with your consequences. And in His infinite knowledge, He knows when the right time is and when we need it and when we don't. And sometimes we think we don't need it, and He knows we do. And sometimes we think we need it, and He knows we don't. And in His great care and concern for us, in His infinite wisdom, He decides when those times of judgment are, and when those times of judgment will be mercy instead. I thank God for the times that He's been merciful, but I look back on my life and I also thank Him for the times that He was Loving enough to get my attention and not let me live like that. You know, the truth is, when God deals with us, it's a sign that He's not done with us. It's a sign that He wants us to get right with Him again. We so often forget that God's judgment is also a matter of His love. And that God's chastisement is also a matter of His love. And so when God allows us to deal with the consequences of our sin, it's important for us to remember that His way is best and that when He decides we need to deal with our judgment, it's not because He's done with us. Often it's because He's not done with us. He says, come and let us return unto the Lord. For He hath torn, and He will what? Heal us. He hath smitten, and He will bind us up. Revival is not just us getting right with God, but it's what God does when a Christian gets right with Him and then gets so right with God that He can begin the healing process. Sometimes we want God to begin to heal us out of our mistakes of chastisement and judgment before we get totally right with God. And there is a process to all of this. You have to get right with God first, and then He can do the healing. If we confess and forsake, then we shall find mercy. Is everybody okay? I don't know that there's anybody like this in the room this evening, but if you've been away from God and you keep asking God for mercy, the truth is you're not going to find it until you get right with Him. Fix the things that you know are wrong with God and then allow Him to revive you afterwards. Make you alive again. Make you renewed again. When David sinned against God in Psalm chapter number 51, he tries to get right with God. And we see the, the, a picture of his heart in that chapter. And after he admits his sin to God and he says, Against thee and thee only have I sinned. Then he says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Is everybody okay? 
Remove not thy spirit far from me. We want God's mercy without being right. Part of revival is getting right. The other part of revival is once we have gotten right, the healing process. And let me say this. Christians, we must allow people to heal when they've been astray. This thing of kicking people when they're down and throwing them under the bus because of their past doesn't help anything. And this thing about not forgiving people because of something in the past is straight out of the pits of hell. If Jesus can forgive a thief on the cross, I suppose we can forgive a Christian in the pews. He tells the other male factor, stop railing on him. We're the ones that are guilty. This man is not guilty. His attitude was right. And Jesus showed him forgiveness. But we can't even forgive somebody for something that happened years ago. And we think we're right with God. You know, one of the reasons why we can't have healing in our churches is because we won't let other people heal. Hold it over them. Never let it go. Bitterness, that's what that is. I'm not bitter. Yes, you are, as long as you don't let it go. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Let them heal. Man, how I have needed mercy. There's not a person in this room who hasn't at times needed great mercy. And I believe firmly that when Jesus said that if I will not forgive a man his trespasses, neither will he forgive me of mine, and that I'll be delivered over to the tormentors, I believe it, I've lived it, and I refuse to go back there. Even as God. Even as God. For Christ's sake. Did it for us. If we could throw up on these screens for everybody in this church to see the things that we thought today, none of us would have a testimony left. But we sure love to cast the first stone. The book of Hosea is a picture of God going to redeem a whorish nation who had gone in adultery against Him. 
He tells Hosea to go marry a whorish woman. Is everybody okay? He tells Hosea to go marry a whorish woman. And then Gomer goes out. What a name for a lady, huh? And does it again. Plays the harlot. And he teaches Israel a few th things and then he tells Hosea, now go get her again. Hello? Redeemer. So he goes back and he doesn't just forgive her, he buys her back. Yes? It cost him something to forgive her and bring her back home. And it was a picture of what it would one day cost Christ to go out and redeem us and bring us back home. You know, it will cost you something to let somebody heal. It'll cost you something. Reviving isn't just us getting right with God. It's God restoring those who have gotten right with Him. It's healing the wounded that He struck. Just like as a parent who if they do it in love disciplines a child. then embraces that child with tears and says, it's all over. It's okay. Let's learn from it and grow and move on. I'm glad for all the times that I got whoopings. And I'm glad that when I got whoopings, well, I'm not glad for all of them. <laughs> but I'm glad my parents did it because I needed it. But my parents always had a principle that if they could not spank in love, they wouldn't enter the room. They'd send us to our room, and sometimes we'd sit in there for a few seconds, sometimes we'd sit in there for a long, long while. And I have no doubt that sometimes that was so we could think over what we had done, but also I have been taught that that is a cooling down period for mom and dad so they can catch their thoughts and decide whether or not this is a true reason to discipline and if it is then go in there with love not anger discipline out of love as God does with us and then come here Levi where are you is he in here Sleeping? No? Okay, good. Here, let's sit down together. Have a little talk. And then that. And that taught me as much as the spanking did. It's all right, son. going to be okay. 
from now on, you be honest, okay? Don't you be lying like that anymore. I sure do love you. You stay in here for a little while and think about it, okay? And when you're ready, you come on out. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> we'll sit down. That's how God treats us. Reviving isn't just us getting right with God. It's God healing after He has smitten. Hello? If other Christians will allow it, it will go a lot easier. He mentions it one more time. We see it in chapter 14. We've got to be done. Oh, I said I was going to stop saying that. The guys were teasing me about it last night. I said, you, you preachers, you always say, you know, this is it. I'm going to be done. And then 20 minutes later, you've said it 10 times. I said, i got to stop saying that. i got to stop saying it. It's not just about healing when he has smitten. There's something else, too. What else did God want the judged nation of Israel to hear? We see it in chapter 14. Look at verse number 1. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Look at verse number 4. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for mine anger is turned away from him. I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall what? Grow as the lily and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread and his beauty shall be as the olive tree and his smell as Lebanon. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine. The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. It's not just repair. It's not just healing. It's renewed growth and fruit when our fruitfulness had once dried up. God wants us to be renewed and healed and He wants us to have fruit again. He doesn't want people that have been astray, which is all of us, to be fruitless for the rest of their lives. Did you see it in verse number 7? They that dwell under His shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine. Do you see that? Reviving is not just about healing from the wounds that God has placed in your life. And when He does, it was fitting that He did it. We knew we deserved it. But He also wants His people to be fruitful again and to be allowed to be fruitful again. In other words, God is not only going to heal you, He's not done using you. 
Now, there are some sins that when we commit, we are disqualified from certain areas of service, and God makes that very clear. But, that does not mean that you cannot fulfill the highest calling, which is to serve. Because that's all any leadership position is anyway, or supposed to be, serving. The greatest of all will be the servant of all. In God's economy, Jesus came to be a servant of all men. And He said that if you want to be accounted as high up in God's economy... Be a servant. And anybody, anybody can become fruitful again. Reviving. It's not only us getting right with God, it's God healing the wounds that He inflicted upon us to bring us back to Him. And it's God making us fruitful and growing again. That's revival in the book of Hosea. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would please, please impress upon our hearts the truths that you would have all of us to receive this evening.